Welcome to Scooby Shack Radio, episode 72, recorded Monday, November 22nd, 2021. Scuba Shack Radio is a bi-weekly podcast in support of our mission to empower individuals with knowledge, ability, and experience to venture underwater in pursuit of their aspirations and to advocate for ocean health and sustainability. Hello again, everyone. And thank you for tuning in to this latest episode of Scuba Shack Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Centropino. Well, what a great week we just had at the Dive Equipment Marketing Association, or DEMA, show out in Las Vegas. I've got to tell you, we made the commitment to attend very early on, and over the course of the next several months, there was a lot of negative things being said about the show. But we remained committed to attend. And on today's show, I'm going to give you my recap of how things went. And for me, it was a very rewarding and positive experience. So stay tuned. But first, I want to wish you and your family and loved ones a very happy Thanksgiving. I know I have so much to be thankful for. I have had some health challenges this year, but with a great cadre of medical professionals and support from my family, I've been able to put those challenges behind me. Fingers crossed. Also, we were able to move my mom from Pennsylvania to Connecticut back in October. And now I get to see her every day. Well, except when I'm on a dive trip or like when I'm at Dima in Las Vegas. So once again, happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Now, before I get to my Dima recap, let's kick things off with our news and information segment, Wet Notes. This is Wet Notes here on Scuba Shack Radio for Monday, November 22nd, 2021. First up today, I want to talk about an interesting article that I saw in X-Ray Magazine. In case you're not familiar with X-Ray Magazine, it is an online international dive magazine. This article discussed the topic of whether there might be a blood test in the future to detect decompression sickness, or DCS. There have been studies going on in both Norway and Malta to try and detect inflammation signatures in the blood that might indicate DCS. Well, I guess some folks took this to mean that it was happening, but any blood test is a long, long way off. There are just too many other things that can cause inflammation and lead to false diagnosis. The bottom line here is that the work on the blood test for DCS is interesting at this point, but not likely to be available anytime soon. In the last edition of Wet Notes, I told you about a backlog with the Shearwater Peregrine dive computer. At that time, the projection was that it would be available in early January. Also at that time, the Perdix and Perdix AIs were still available. Now, Since the Peregrine and the Perdix utilize the same screen, it seems like production now has been halted on the Perdix as well. They just ran out of parts. This time, their announcement did not provide any status on when the computers might be available again. 
So while I was at DEMA, I talked to Simon Morris, who has recently joined Shearwater as the sales manager for North America. And Simon was very upfront in saying that he believes it may be March of 2022 before the Peregrine and Perdixes are shipping again. Let's hope this is true and that the supply chain bottlenecks start to ease and that the parts and products start to flow back, especially in time for our dive season up here in New England next year. Stream to Sea keeps on innovating with their reef-safe products, and when they say reef-safe, they really mean it. They have a new sunscreen on the way. Now, they are branding this sunscreen as an everyday mineral sunscreen with eco-safe zinc. The eco-safe zinc has been trademarked by Stream to Sea. So what is eco-safe zinc? According to Mike Malteri, the executive vice president of Stream to Sea, the non-nano zinc is specially coated so that it does not harm the reef. Mike gave me a sample bottle, and this stuff is different. It rubs right in, and you don't get that white sheen that you get from the titanium dioxide. And it is absolutely non-greasing. And that's a big bonus. So be on the lookout. Mike told me that they expect to release this new everyday sunscreen in February of 2022. And they may have one on the way that will make you sparkle. Yes, it will have inert fine glass particles that will make you dazzle in the sunlight. That should be interesting. What a great company. Here's another new product update. This time, it comes from DUI, or Diving Unlimited International, the maker of the world's best dry suits, in my opinion. We stopped in at the DUI booth at DEMA last week and caught up with Tor Erickson. Tor has done a couple of informational segments for the shop over the past couple of years, and it's always great to hear what he's got to say. While also coming soon, in February of 2022, is, if all goes well, is the latest edition of their Duotherm undergarment. And this is a really cool undergarment. It is completely redesigned and looks a lot less bulky than the current version of their Duotherm. It felt really great and will come in the jumpsuit version or the pant and top version. And there's also a vest. The Duotherm will come in both 150 gram and 300 gram. Hmm. Maybe it's time to replace my vintage gray 300-gram Polar Tech. And finally, I want to talk about another new product that I saw at DEMA, and it's called the Dry Fob. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I was at the Blue Heron Bridge, and I stopped at an inn at 4CE to get tanks and weights. Well, I also needed something to keep my car key fob safe while diving. I was able to purchase an inexpensive plastic unit that I hooked to my BCD ring. That worked for the shallow depths of Blue Heron, but I thought that it should be something more durable and secure if I was going to any depth, and that's where the dry fob comes in. It's made of anodized aluminum with dual O-rings and rated waterproof to 130 feet. And according to John Lemet, they took it down in their chamber to 240 feet without any issues. I was so impressed that I picked one up to put on display at the shop, got the dealer agreement from John, and hope to have these in stock for the holidays. A great new product. Well, that's it for Wet Notes here on Scuba Shack Radio for November 22, 2021.
I want to start off my DEMA 2021 recap with the bottom line, in my opinion. DEMA show 2021 was a tremendous success. Even in light of all the headwinds and negativity being presented by a lot of folks prior to the show. So, today, let's talk a little more about the 2021 show and why it is still critically important to the scuba diving industry. This year's show was back in Las Vegas. Now, the last time I was in Las Vegas was right after Donna and I got married in 1983, and we were on our way to Hawaii, where I would be stationed. Boy, it has certainly changed a lot since then. Matt and I headed out early Monday morning as Donna stayed back to run the shop. The show was in the South Pavilion of the Convention Center, and it was a short walk from where we stayed at the Residence Inn on Paradise Road. That was very convenient, and we were even closer to the monorail for our excursions down to the Strip. This year's show shifted from their traditional Wednesday through Saturday schedule to Tuesday through Friday, and I personally like this change. In the past, we tended to miss out on the last day of the show because we wanted to get home on Saturday and give ourselves a little bit of a break before starting the next week. So, by ending the show on Friday, we were able to pace ourselves during the week and take advantage of the last day before heading back east on Saturday. In my opinion, this was a great move in adjusting the schedule. Before I headed out to DEMA, I reached out to Tom Ingram, who is the president and CEO of the association, and I wanted to set up a time to talk with him about the show, get his impressions, and candid feedback. So, I met with Tom right after the annual meeting, and we sat down for a nice chat. No doubt that this past couple of years have been very difficult, especially when the DEMA show is a significant revenue stream for the association. But Tom and the board of directors decided that this year's show must go on, and boy, was that the right decision. Tom is cautiously optimistic about the future of the show, and he said he was pleased that many of the vendors who did make the commitment this year are already signed up for Orlando. Even though we're just a tiny little scuba diving center here in central Connecticut, Tom took the time out of his very hectic schedule to talk with me. I wonder how many other worldwide trade association presidents, presidents would be this accessible. Thanks, Tom. Before I talk about the exhibit floor, which many times gets all the attention, let's talk about the seminars. Well before the show even started, DEMA had eight virtual sessions starting on October 12th and ran through November 3rd. I attended a couple of these sessions, and it was a great way to get into the DEMA state of mind. The on-site DEMA-sponsored educational series ran from Tuesday through Thursday, and featured a variety of marketing, sales, leadership, and business topics. I had my plan in place and got to sit in on eight of the DEMA-sponsored sessions. Not only do these sessions educate you on a variety of topics, they also tend to get you motivated to take action. In addition to DEMA-sponsored sessions, there are exhibitor-sponsored seminars as well. And hats off to Divers Alert Network. They really stepped up and had a full slate of presentations. Because of my schedule, I was only able to sit in on one of the sessions, and that was by Frocky Tillman's 
on advances in monitoring Venus gas bubbles after dives. She made a very complicated topic very understandable. And that's what you get when you take time to attend a DEMA session. Once again this year, the gang from Scuba Radio opened up the exhibit floor each morning. About 20 to 25 minutes before the show opens, Greg and his crew do a little entertainment to pump up the crowd, and they also give away some fantastic gifts and trips. A bonus this year was the scuba magician, Chef Anton, who did a couple of magic tricks. He has a program out there to be a certified scuba magician. That's interesting. I posted a couple of of the videos of Chef performing, and it was great fun. The theme of the giveaways this year was Deal or No Deal. Scuba Radio used their branded Nanook Nano case. And if you you got a case, um, Scuba Radio had some cryptocurrency in certain ones. I got picked and I got a case, but it was empty. Again, what a great way to open up the exhibit floor. Okay, so let's get to the big one and the one reason folks come to DEMA. Or, in this case, many have skipped DEMA this year, and that's the exhibit floor. Yes, there were a lot less exhibitors than in previous years. And yes, it was a bit disappointing, especially since some of our primary vendors decided not to attend. While I was disappointed not to see them, I respect their decision, at least for this year. But what lacked in quantity of exhibitors made up for in the quality. I found that I could really pace myself and take the time to get up to all the exhibitors on my list. And I also found that I was able to spend more quality time with each. In past shows, it felt like you had to rush around and uh, and compete for the time with the exhibitors. But that wasn't the case this year. It also felt like the exhibitors weren't as frazzled. It is a double-edged sword, to be sure. Demon needs the exhibitors to show up, so that the dive professionals show up, so that Dima can be successful. Even though this was only my third Dima show, I felt like I got so much more from the floor. Now, one of the biggest benefits of the Dima show is the opportunity to network. Network with the leaders in the scuba diving world, along with key representatives from critical suppliers. You also get to network with other dive professionals from around the world and share your experiences. Here are some of the folks I connected with, and you might recognize their name. First, I finally had a chance to connect with Tech Clark. He and I have been exchanging some emails and voicemails over the past year, and it was great to finally meet him in person. I also checked in with Dr. Alex Brilski, and we discussed his EcoPro course and options for seasoned dive professionals. Also, talked with Stuart Cove about our next trip and the activities at his new dive center. At Blue Green Expeditions, I chatted with Faith Ortons and Paul Holbrook about some of their upcoming trips that might interest some of our divers. Matt and I also had a nice sit-down with Zale Perry, where she told us all about the latest videos from Nogi, uh, the Nogi Awards at the Academy of Underwater Arts. So that's just a few of the people I spoke to during the show. 
Also, the Historical Diving Society USA had a great display of vintage equipment just outside the main exhibit floor. Kudos to John Council, the president of the society, for putting this together. I really enjoyed that. This year, I also had the privilege of attending a social gathering hosted by Gordon Strahan from Atlantis Dive Resort to the Philippines. Our October 2021 trip was moved to 2023, but Gordon and Les welcomed us as family. And that's their model. motto, come as a guest and leave as a family. It was another great opportunity to network. And we had a quick chat with Marty Snyderman, who is part of the Atlantis Im- Image Makers. Donna and I met Marty on our trip to Dumaguete in 2019. They were out there celebrating Marty and Howard Hall's 70th birthday. We kind of crashed their party. Thanks again to Gordon for hosting the happy hour. As I made my way around the exhibit floor and stopped by the booths on my list, I did extend my thanks to each one of them for keeping their commitment to DEMA. It has been a challenging time for all of us, and I get the expense involved in being part of the show. We're, like I said, we're just a tiny little scuba diving center in the middle of Connecticut, and it is a significant investment for us to just attend. But, my, but in my opinion, it is definitely worth it. As we move forward in time, I will think about who was there this year, and more importantly, whether they will remain committed, committed to DEMA in the future. Showing up matters to me. So I want to close out this recap of the DEMA show 2021 by once again thanking Tom and his staff for pulling this off in the face of all this adversity. As I told Tom, I've only recently started to attend DEMA. This is my third, and I hear all the stories about how DEMA isn't what it used to be. And I told him, I said to Tom, I'm not interested in that. I'm more interested in what DEMA is going to be. And I really look forward to the show next year in Orlando. So there you have it. As you can tell, I certainly think the Dive Equipment Marketing Association 2021 show was successful. And it's what our scuba diving industry needed. We need this association now more than ever. Once again, I want to thank everyone who continues to listen to this show. It's much appreciated. And once again, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Scuba Shack Radio is a bi-weekly podcast in support of our mission to empower individuals with knowledge, ability, and experience to venture underwater in pursuit of their aspirations and to advocate for ocean health and sustainability. Talk to you next time.